Come on, put your hands together and really tell the Lord you love him. Come on. Come on, you might not be able to sing, but you can open up your mouth and tell him. Come on, tell him, tell him. I'm going to give you a little opportunity. Lord, I really love you. Ah, the Lord, we thank you today. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. You might not be the best singer, but you can show enough, open your mouth and tell the Lord how you feel about him. Amen. Amen. Anybody a shower singer? <laughs> you sing in the shower. That's good. You keep it right there. Amen. But the Lord, he likes it. Amen. Amen. Nobody else might like your singing, but the Lord loves hearing you sing. Amen. You keep on singing his praises. Amen. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get into the word of the Lord on today. It's so good to see all the visitors and um, those that have joined us here. I realize that you can be many places on today, but I just want to tell you thank you for coming and being with us on today. And we're so glad to see you um, here uh, this morning. I am going to try to take my time this morning. I'm glad you got me up here at a good uh, time because I have quite a few scriptures um, that I want to minister from this morning. We're going to be doing some reading of the word of the Lord, and I hope that you got a good night's sleep. Um, so you won't be falling out on me while I'm giving you some word that can help feed your soul. All right? Amen. So you don't fall asleep today. Try to hear the word of the Lord. Um, and we're going to go to Luke chapter number 17. We can stand for the reading of the word. Um, we'll start at uh, verse number 26. Amen. Give God praise for my wife and my family as well, always. Amen. And just for all the long-term agape members, amen, the newcomers and anybody else, amen, that's just helping out, amen, in this place. All the cleaners, I always want to just say that too, all the people who came in and just assisted and just getting this place back in shape. I wish you all could see it sometimes through the week. I mean, even this week, I was a little concerned, amen, you know. Even with the men's bathroom, when they have a sink in there, they put a little temporary sink in for us, amen, so the brothers can wash their hands, all right? That's good. Y'all washing your hands? That's good. All right. <laughs> and I was like, no, I can't, I can't let that go. I mean, I saw there's no sinking. I was like, oh, no, we got to have a sink now. Uh-uh, no, Lord. All right. All right, amen. Praise God for sinks. Luke 20, I'm sorry, Luke 17, 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married. Uh, married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the Lord came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Um, while you're turning over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, and verse number 13, and I was just singing them little nice, beautiful songs, and here I come with this word on today. I'm, I, well, I would say I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, so it just it is what it is. Amen. Uh, I want to minister to you from this subject. Get out while you can. Get out while you can. All right. Uh, 10 and 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. It's common to man. But I mean, no, God is who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. How many believe that? Get out while you can, somebody. 
that you may be able to bear it. Father, we praise you today, God. We thank you that it is not your will that any should perish. Father, Lord God, you know um, the word that I wrestled with, Lord God, but I'm just asking you, Lord God, to let it be your thoughts and not my own. And I pray, God, that you would feed the people today. Pray, God, that you would even help me to deliver this word, God, in the name of Jesus, Father. Lord, I need your help always. Every time I stand behind this uh, microphone, this podium, God, I always need your help, Lord God. Don't let it be me, but let it be you, Lord. I pray, God, that I would tap into your strength, Lord God, to be able to help these people that are gathered in this place, Lord. You sent them here, Lord God, and so I pray that none would leave without being fed, God. You saw the multitudes and had compassion, God. Have compassion on this flock that's gathered here today, Lord. Feed them, Lord God, until they want no more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You can go ahead and have a seat. Amen. Amen. Uh, even uh, this week, as these uh, remodels and things have gone on, I, I've spent some time walking around the building, as I always do. Um, and one of the reasons why I walk around the building is because I just want to make sure that the contractors and things haven't left anything out that's going to be um, put anybody in a dangerous situation. I'm hoping that, you know, most of you all have common sense. And if you see something, that, you know, that you shouldn't touch or something that's out of place, you saw an electrical outlet. I would hope that most of us, the majority of us, will have common sense to stay away from that. But, you know, we got little kids around, and, you know, you got some folks in here that would love just to see an opportunity to sue the church and different things, you know. <laughs> hey, everybody that came, you know, the gathers in here ain't about God, all right? And so I try to walk around just to make sure that everything's out of the way. And, you know, also you want to have people in a safe environment. I think safety is a, uh, should be one of our priorities here, I even... Uh, text one of the, um, I was sitting down yesterday and I started to think about um, the different exits and things. I want to make sure that none of those things are blocked because you just never know when somebody's going to need to get out, all right, or when somebody's going to need to make an exit. And so I was a little concerned about the hallway that was over here. We start stacking things up in there, using it as a storage, but I don't know, it just came across my mind. What if somebody had to get out? What if we had to make a quick exit out of here and we know all the people would rush to the nearest exit and if it's blocked, you know, that's going to pose a threat or a problem to the safety of you all. We want to make sure that we don't have anybody who would want to get out um, and, and couldn't get out. And so spiritually today, um, I'd liken that to what I'd like to talk to you all about this morning. Amen. I don't want anybody, none of the exits blocked. If somebody in here would want to come out of sin, we don't want to block your exit. Amen. We want to help you to get there. Amen. We want to help you out that door. Amen. Somebody give the Lord praise. We want to help you to come out of sin and to come on to higher ground. We want to help you to make right choices and right decisions. We want to help you to make heaven. Amen. Anybody sometimes along the way, we all need some assistance in this journey. Ain't none of us going to be able to stand before God and say that we've made it on our own, but, but by the help of the Lord, the strength of the Lord. Amen. I believe we also need our brothers and sisters. Amen. How many know we need each other? Amen. That's why we are part of a body. Amen. A collective body. Amen. That's why you shouldn't be somewhere over by yourself. Amen. You're talking about I'll just have church at home. No. Get up and be part of the body. We talked about that last week. If everybody was the eye, where would be the hearing? If everybody was the ear, where would be the smelling? But God has put every last one of us in a collective body so that every person would be able to profit with all. All right. Now, we don't have to rehash that, but uh, the scripture it read, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Luke 17 and 27, they ate, they drank, and they were married. We can go down to verse number 28. Likewise also, 
It was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they even built it. Amen. My hope is that we would be able to enjoy the things, the remodel, the renovation around here. But what if the Lord would come? Amen. Because, you know, when, in the days when the Lord will come, it's going to be business as usual. Amen. It's people going to be building. People going to be getting married. People going to be eating and drinking. People going to be running around shopping and doing the thing that they always have done. But there is coming a day. How many people believe in that great catching away of the saints? Anybody still believe? I know I might be a little old school, but anybody still believe in the rapture of the church? Anybody making preparation here to get up out of here? Amen. I hope I can just pull somebody out of that complacent old tired spirit. I know you heard your grandmama talking about the coming of the Lord. I know you heard the bishop talk about the coming of the Lord. I know you've heard the Sunday school teachers and everybody else that's come before. But there is coming a day, child of God, when the Lord will crack the sky and it will say, come my people. And I don't know about you, but I want to go and I want to be with him. I don't want to get left behind. If anybody needs to get out, get out, get out, get out while you've got time to get out. Amen. Get your, get your uh, bags packed. Amen. Get your house in order. Get yourself prepared for the coming of the Lord. Come on and give the Lord one more praise today. Come on. He's helping you to get ready. Helping you to get ready. Amen. I know. Amen. There's a lot of different things that I could have preached about and talked about on today. Amen. And was leaving a little bit more tempted to give you one of them little messages that maybe would make you shout and, and you know, and run around the church and things. But I just want you to sit there today and hear the word of the Lord. Amen. This morning. All right. So it's business as usual. But verse 29, but the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven. And it destroyed them all. It was the same day that Lot got out. So Noah got out, amen, by the boat. Lot, he got out, amen. Thank God for the angels that came, amen. And one of these days the church is going to leave this world, amen. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, amen. I, just a review, amen. First Thessalonians 4 and 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Amen. We can go through all those scriptures on today. Amen. But let's just keep on going on in the word of the Lord. I believe that the Lord knows how to preserve the righteous. Amen. And I know he knows how um, there's a, a judgment that has been reserved for those that will reject God. Amen. We can read about that in the word. Just come on with me today as we go uh, to Matthew chapter number 13. All right. Praise God. we got these screens up. You can follow along the screen. But Matthew 13 and 27 Amen. The Lord gives us a parable about the wheat and the tares. All right. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in this field? Started to look up and see all this other stuff coming up. And he said, Well, did you sow good seed out in the field? And he said unto him, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. Now check this out. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. 
All right, so there we see the parable of the wheat and the tares. I mean, it to be separated. God knows how to do the separation. God knows how to do the judging. You stay in your place and you allow God to separate things. Amen. I know there's times, amen, that you might look around and you see the wheat and the tear growing up together, but it's not your job to do the separating. You just wait on God. Don't sit in the seat of a judge. Amen. Amen. Stay in your place and let God do the separating. Skip on down here to verse number 47. 47, we can see the bad and the good sea creatures or the fish. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into the vessels, but the bad, I'm sorry, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. All right. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. That sounds like something I want to avoid. Come on with me over here to Matthew 25. Just hear the word. Sit on down. You even got to say amen today. Let me just feed you this word on this morning. Amen. Uh, verse number 31, Matthew 25. So you heard about the wheat and the tares. You heard about the fish that he would separate in that great big net. Now let me tell you about the sheep and the goats. How many different metaphors, how many different parables, how many different analogies does the Lord have to give us before we finally understand that the, the wicked have a day of judgment, but he knows how to preserve the godly. Ooh, and I, if I don't know about you, but I want to stay on the godly side, all right? Matthew 25 and 31, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another. As a shepherd divideth the sheep, or his sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So the Lord, he knows how to preserve the godly. Can I get somebody just to say amen? Amen. All right, and just as Lot, he had remained um, in Sodom and Gomorrah, and judgment was held back until Lot got up out of there. Amen? And when Lot left, then all of a sudden we saw the fire and the brimstone began to rain down. All right, come on with me today to 2 Peter chapter number 2, uh, and we'll start at verse number 1. Am I doing all right today? All right, y'all still with me? 2 Peter 2 and 1. All right, we got quite a bit to go, so if you already... Tuning out, amen. We going, it's going to be a long haul for you today. All right, <laughs> really, sir, we ain't, we ain't even halfway there. I don't even know if we have a fourth of the journey. All right, Second Peter 2 and 1, but there were false prophets also among the people. Y'all hear that? False prophets gathering amongst God's people. The wheat and the tear growing up together, the sheep and the goats out in the field together. All the fish, they swimming in the same sea, the bad and the good. And guess what? The false prophets are going to be gathered amongst God's people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies. I want you to know that everybody who comes to church is not of God even denying the Lord that brought them. Amen. Y'all hear that? They might tell you, praise the Lord and all these things, but many of them or some of them denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. 
And many shall follow their pernicious ways. Y'all hear that? Pernicious. That means destructive ways. By reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feign words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Amen. It's not going to always, you know, the Lord, the Lord going to deal with them after a while. All right. You just hold on and you let the Lord deal with them. Because sometimes some of us, we try to take God's place. We usurp authority over God and we try to deal with them. But how many people know vengeance is his? Vengeance is not your. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. All right. Verse number four. For if God spared not the angels this sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making an example unto those that after should live how? Should live what? Ungodly. All right. So if God didn't spare the angels, the angels that stepped out of their place and what happened, he threw them down into hell. What would make you think that if he didn't spare the angels, that it would be somehow that you would escape judgment? All right. If God dealt with the ancient world. All right. He de dealt with the old world and he spared Noah and Noah and, the, and his righteous self. Amen. But he dealt with that old world. What makes you think that he will not deal with this generation? I'm just trying to appeal to somebody. Wait you up out of your spiritual slumber and sleep and tell you, get out while you got a chance to get out. Come on, somebody. All right, so he dealt with all those people. He dealt with the angels. He dealt with the old world, and he even judged Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a prosperous city. All right. But he dealt with that city. It doesn't matter. And so many times we can look out and we can see the wicked and how they prosper. But don't you fret. Amen. God will after a while deal with them. Stay on this side. You might not have a whole lot of money, might not drive a nice car. You might be going through something right now and you might get envious as you see the wicked begin to prosper. But stay on this side. Amen. Stay on the hallelujah side. Somebody, anybody over here to stay. All right. Amen. So if God didn't spare them, amen, he's going to deal with this generation as well. All right, let's go over here to Luke chapter number 10 and listen to the words of Jesus. I want verse number 10, please. Amen. But into whatsoever city ye enter, he sent out 70. And he told them, go on out here to these different cities, all right? And they shall receive you not, go your ways into the streets of the same and say. So basically just shake the dust off of your feet if they will not receive the word of the Lord. What I'm trying to tell you today is that there is a judgment that is reserved for those that re reject the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, you might turn your nose up at a whole lot of things, amen, but if you reject the Lord Jesus, I just got to give you a disclaimer today. Got to give you a little warning today of what is reserved for those that fail to uh, embrace the truth of God's word. Those that would love to remain ungodly. Those that want to live any old kind of way. Those that want to walk after their own ways rather than after the ways of God. Amen. You might have your fun right now, but I got to at least, because I love you, give a little bit of a warning to slow down a little bit and get out while you got a chance. I'm just trying to appeal to somebody on today. Verse number 12, but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. All right. Now, come on back with me to Second Peter, chapter number two and verse number six. Get out, somebody. Please listen to this preacher today. Get out while you got a chance. Run for your life. Amen. I got one taker over here, but I wish I can get somebody else. Amen. Who needs this today? Run for your life. Amen. 
Verse number 6, 2 Peter 2 and 6, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into what? Condemn them with an overflow, making them an example to those that should have to live ungodly. And he delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Now, we, go, we almost there, y'all. We're getting somewhere. For the right, that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. I wonder if somebody is just vexed in your soul. I mean, real, real talk. I wonder, if, does anybody here still get vexed when you start to see, or have we just gotten to a place where we're just so used to seeing evil, it don't even bother us no more? We've just adjusted with the climate of the day, with the accepted norm of the day, and things, when we see things and certain, uh, certain ungodly things, it doesn't even bother us any, anymore. Is anybody still vexed by what you're seeing out there? I can't allow myself just to get used to things. Wrong still got to be wrong, and right still got to be right. Hey, is that too old school for y'all? If it is, I want to say it one more time. Wrong still got to be wrong. And right still got to be right. And holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Anybody still believe in being holy and separated and according to God's standard, amen, and not living according to our own standard? I know the culture of the day might change. I know out there, you know, would just change with the, with the times, amen. But God still has a standard. God still has a standard. Ah, God. Oh, y'all got so quiet, I just feel like saying that one more time. God still has a holy standard. Oh, and he's not budging. I know that, you know, you might change, amen, your political affiliation. You might change, your, you know, you might open, be a little bit more open-minded. You might grow, amen, and you might evolve in your thinking. But the word of the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. My God. I know agape apostolic. You know, I know you got a new pastor, amen. I know, amen, that we're moving into a new day. But the word of the Lord is still the same. I don't care who gets up in this pool. The word of the Lord is still the same. Come on, somebody. Come on, quiet church. That'd be a good place for you to insert an amen. Come on, you ought to hold to the word of God, not the shifting culture, not the shifting ideals of this world, amen. But hold on to the word of the Lord. Somebody hold that Bible up right now. Come on, this is that, this is that landmark, amen. This is, where, this is where it's at right here. Everything else is shifting, but the word of the Lord, amen, it endures forever, my God. This is the same God back there, same God yesterday, today, and forevermore, my God. Come on, somebody, who believes it on today? All right. I just want to make sure I was still in a holiness church. Still in the apostolic church. Still in the Bible believing and teaching and preaching church. My God. Hallelujah. I know. Amen. I believe we ought to sympathize with people and we ought to empathize with people. And, you know, I don't believe in that we ought to just be a hateful type of people. Amen. But we can't, amen, just all of a sudden start bending the word of God. Amen. And just fitting into any old thing. Amen. And just bowing out and compromising just because we're trying to make everybody feel good and to fit into this day and age. My God, this world is on its way, amen, amen, to destruction and trying to help somebody to get out while you still got time. Get out, get out, get out. Take the escape route. Escape this world that's headed for destruction. My God, somebody give me one more praise. I wish I could just arrest your attention on today. Wish I can wake you up. Amen. Ooh, somebody ought to slap yourself if you got to. Whatever, if you got to pinch yourself. 
My God, anybody been behind the wheel, amen, and you start to feel yourself just driving down the street and you feel yourself starting to fall asleep and you realize how detrimental it can be for yourself, for your family, amen, and for those that are on the road along with you. And what do you do? You start maybe slapping your thigh, amen, rolling the windows down, turning the music up if you got to pull, whatever you got to get out while you got time. Don't make this shipwreck. Come on, bow out of the world, amen, and join Team Jesus, my God. Be the best decision that you could ever make in your life. Amen. Now let me slow down a little bit because we got some more word that we got to get through on today. Amen. Amen. Now I thought about, you know, just lot. You know, and I thought to myself, now hold on, just lot. Now wait a minute, hold on now. Lot wasn't so just to me. Now when I start thinking about Lot's life now, you know, he was vexed with the filthy, you know, the filthy conversation and all those things. And, you know, I think, well, maybe the Lord just justified him the same way that, you know, he dealt with Abraham. Amen. For the scripture says, amen, Abraham believed God. Any believers out there, amen, and it was, amen, counted unto him for righteousness, amen, because we do know that Abraham wasn't just perfect and flawless out there. He did have some falls, amen, along the way, amen, and so I thought to myself, well, the Lord must have saw something in Lot, amen, that would allow the scripture to still say that he was just, amen, but he was still, amen, he might have been just, amen, but he was still too close to the world. Still too close to Sodom and Gomorrah, amen. Still wouldn't separate himself from the world, and because of that, it would cost him so much. I'm trying to help somebody today. Genesis chapter number 13. Now, let's go on back and let's kind of review the story. Now, I gave you warning, amen, in advance. We're going to read a little bit on today, amen. Amen. Y'all got your word? Go back to Genesis. He lost everything he had because of his close association with the world. Ooh, I wish I could just call somebody to slow down a little bit. Amen. You're a little too close to the world. Ooh, you're shaking hands a little bit too much to the world. Amen. I know, ooh, I know you might be trying to win somebody, but oh, you're getting in there a little bit too good. Amen. Maybe you ought to back up just a little bit. Amen. And maybe you ought to consider your own soul. Amen. Let's take, take heed lest you fall. All right. Amen. And Lot, and let's go to Genesis 13 and 5. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds. Intense. They were blessed. And the land was not able to bear them both. They were both trying to get together in this land. Now, Abram shouldn't even have brought Lot along with him. That was the first problem right there. But he brought him along with him. And they, you know, were both blessed. And blessed so much with flocks and herds, you know, that the land that they had couldn't contain both of them. There started to be strife among them. All right? So let's go down to verse number 8 of 13. And Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee. All right? If thou take the left, then I'm going to go right. If you go right, I'll go left. You take some land out there. If thou depart to the right hand, then I'll go left. All right, verse number 10. Then Lot, he lifted up his eyes. All right, little nephew. said, all right, Uncle Abram. All right, you're going to give me the choice of land? Well, I'm going to look out there, and I see way out there the best land. Check out what it says. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the plain. Of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. It looked real good. Everything that looks good ain't good. Hello, somebody. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. So y'all hear that? It looked like a garden. It was lush. The city was prosperous. It looked appealing. It looked like the logical choice. Amen. It looked like a place that he should call home. It looked like this is where I ought to pitch my tent, but it was anything but that. Verse number 11. 
And then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from another. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were what? And sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Amen. It bears repeating. Amen. I've said it before, but watch where you pitch your tent. Oh, y'all hear me. Come on. Hear this. Watch where you pitch. Before you go running off there to Timbuktu, before you go running off out of here, have you ever considered, amen, where are you going to go to church? Where are, who are you going to associate with? Before you go out there, you just go to never, never, never land with Peter Pan and you just go flying all around the room chasing shadows and things. I just want to tell you to at least consider. Before you go out into college town and be amongst all the college kids and things, have you considered that your soul, amen, is way more important than your education? Come on, somebody, if you believe it on today, put your hands together. I know we prioritize so many other things, but there are things that are more important than just in education. My God. All right. Psalm chapter number one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the seat of the, of the scornful. All right. But what does it say? But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate both day and night. Come on, what shall he be? He shall be like a what? Planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like what? Uh-huh. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall what? Amen. I wish I could tell somebody, slow down a little bit. Amen. I, I don't even want to borrow the songs of the world, but slow down, baby. You're moving too fast. You got your hands in the air and your feet on the gas. Y'all don't even know that good. Y'all real good and say. <laughs> slow down, baby. You're moving too fast. What's the rest of that? Uh, amen. I got good and saved. I can't remember. It was the NDRE song. You got your hands in the air and got your feet on the gas. You're going to wreck your life or something like that because you're moving too fast. Slow down, baby. You're moving too fast. Mm. Stay there just a little while. Somebody just help me preach this today. Slow, tell somebody beside. Slow down. Oh, you're moving just a little too fast. Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Run it out there just real quick. Slow down. You're headed too fast. All right. Now. Well, so we got to Genesis chapter number 13. We, we're getting there. Let's just, just bear with Pastor today. Just bear with me on today. Let's go over here to Genesis chapter number 14 now. Amen. Y'all still with me? Lord have mercy. I got to hurry up. They're starting to walk out. Let me hurry up. All right. Genesis chapter number 14. Lord Jesus, help me, God. Lord, help me. Father Jesus. All right. Genesis. We got to Genesis 13. So Genesis 13 is when you see him choose the land. Now, by the time you get to Genesis 14, he already in trouble. 13. Ooh, there's Sodom and Gomorrah looking real, real nice and looking real, real green. Chapter number 14. All of a sudden, you got a confederacy of, of kings who are coming together. And here they are, and they uh, basically just take Lot and all of his possessions and everything else. And their Lot is just, 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 just shipped off into captivity. But thank God for Uncle Abram. 
All right, thank God for uh, somebody who would look out for you. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 14 and 14. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. All right, just stay with me. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot. Y'all hear that? Who did he bring back? Brother Lot and his goods and the women also. Y'all hear that? And the women also and the people. So perhaps this might have been Lot's wife mixed in with that group. Who, who really knows? You know, we don't hear a lot about that, but we hear about the women that were there. But thank God for if you got a, a praying uncle, a praying auntie, a praying mama, a praying daddy, amen. If you got somebody who will stick up for you and, and come and see about you when you get in some trouble, you ought to give God praise right now. Somebody, let me hear you out there. Thank God somebody prayed for me. Now, I went out there, and I made a mess of things. I chose the wrong spot. Notice that Abraham didn't say, well, you shouldn't have chose there. Boy, that's what you get for choosing the best. But no, Abram got there, and he began to see about him. He got all the armies together. Let's go fight for Lot, and let's restore Lot. You know, and let's get him back where he needs to be, and let's fight for this man. Thank God you got somebody fighting for you. But the problem that I saw with Lot, just hear me long enough to make this appeal to somebody. Get out while you got time. After Abram came down and restored him in chapter number 14. Lot moved right on back into Sodom. How do you go back to the same place that you were just rescued from? My God. Wasn't that a warning right there when all of a sudden the Lord had to send Abram, amen, down there to see about you, took all the women, took all your possessions, put you in captivity, and somebody comes and they, they spare your life and they rescue you, and the moment that you get back up on your feet again, there you go running back into Sodom. Again, I'm just trying to help somebody. Now, come on with me today to John, or I'm sorry, Genesis chapter number 18. We almost there where we need to be. Y'all doing good. Give yourself a pat on the back today. You're doing real good. You're reading your Bible today. Genesis 18, amen. We see Abraham begins to intercede. All right, so chapter number 14, amen, he gets in trouble. Lot gets in trouble. He doesn't give up on him. And now Abraham this time still doesn't give up on it. Oh, I'm trying to make an appeal to a mama and a daddy that's praying. Don't give up on your son or your daughter. Amen? Amen. So we see him interceding. All right, the three visitors, they come in to Abram and Sarah's tent, and they give him, the, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they tell him all about how he's going to have children in his old age. Amen? And then the scripture tells us how they, they say, should I keep this back seeing that Abraham was a friend? And they tell him some news about what's going to happen in Sodom and Gomorrah. All right. Verse number 22. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Verse 23. Let me hear you read right now. Come on, read it. Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Abraham knew something about God's character. He ain't going to allow the righteous and the wicked, amen, just to perish together. He got a way of separating the wheat and the tares, the sheep and the goats, the bad fish from the good fish, amen. Preadventure there be for 50 right. Lord, will you just spare them for 50 righteous? Then he got on down to maybe 45. Lord, if it be 45, just if it's five less, would you spare him? Lord, I'll spare him for 45. Get on down to 40. I'm talking about intercessory prayer. Anybody still interceding on the behalf of somebody? Come on, let me hear all the interceders out there. 
Amen. Lord, would you just spare that little knucklehead lot? If it's just for, would you spare the city for for? You don't know what you're doing. Amen. You're keeping back the. When you live a righteous and a holy life, do you realize that you can be sparing a whole city just because you're there? Do you realize when you're walking around your high school and everybody else is acting a plump fool, the reason why the shooters ain't came to your school is because you're there. Come on, somebody. The reason why they ain't came in your job and just busted in there and then shut down the company is because you're there. And the Lord is preserving that whole place just because of some righteous that are there. My God. Lord, would you spare it for 30? Lord, would you spare it for 20? I'll do it for 20. And then he asked him, Lord, just hear me just one more time. Would you do it for 10 people? And I started to think about that. You know, there's so many times that we talk about, you know, how the city was destroyed. And we know about the homosexuality. We, we know about all the, 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 the craziness that was going on. The immorality was, was there. But the, the, the fact of the matter remains that if there was just 10 people that were there who were righteous, the city would have been spared. So that means you got Lot there. You got Lot's wife. You got Lot's children that were there. That's two children. Then you have two kids. Uh, two daughters, so that's four of them right there. So you mean to tell me all they had to do, now Lot's, I believe the scripture tells us that Lot's girls, they had some son-in-law. So if they had to just talk to their men and tried to win them over to the Lord, that would have been six right there. All right, and if all of them had to just won one person, amen, if four, had, four people, had a, each one had a one-one, that would have been eight. And if they had to just got two more, probably maybe the Lord would have been merciful because the two angels, were there. that would have been ten. You don't know the power, amen, that is behind your witness and what you can do if you would just try to win somebody for the Lord. Anybody working for the Lord trying to win somebody? My God, just ten righteous people. All right, now we're down to where we need to be today, Genesis chapter number 19. Just stay with me. Here we go. Amen. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening. All right? And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with a face towards the ground. Verse number two, and he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house. Now, Lot already knew what time it was. It's getting a little late, and I know these streets is wild out here. You better come up with me in here, y'all angels. I'm a, I'm, and look, notice how he presses them, even in verse number three. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him and entered into his house and he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. You know, so they come into the house. All right, now check this out. We see the mercy and the grace of God. Mercy on, on Lot, the first time that he came on out there and he looked out. The Lord watched over him. Got himself in trouble. We see the mercy and the grace of God when he sent Abram. All right, there's mercy. Amen. We see the mercy of God when Abram began to pray. Now here again, the Lord sends an angel down. How many times are you going to receive mercy and grace before you finally realize you need to get out? All right, come on, just stay with me. But before they laid down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round. Both old and young, all the people from every quarter. Look how crazy and bold they were. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Boy, they some bold ones. Bring them out unto us that we may know them. Y'all hear that? And Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after them. And here Lot, he offers his daughters. We know the story. Let me just hurry and get through this sake of time. And they say, stand back. We don't want them girls. We want them men that are in that house. Look how bold and how crazy and immoral this spirit is and how they want to just almost bust down the door to get in. But we see the mercy and the grace of God again in verse number 10. What's this about the fifth time that you see mercy? How many times has God given you mercy? mercy in your life, trying to get you to get out while you got time. Verse number 10, but the men 
put forth their hand. And what did they do? They pulled Lot into the house with them and they shut the door and they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. So the men walking around blind. All right, keep on going with me. Verse number 12. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides? Son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters, whatsoever thou hast in this city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his son-in-law. Now check this out. Spoke to his son-in-law, but his son-in-law just took him as a joke. Somebody right now, you taking me as a joke today. Brushed them off. Lost their souls because they brushed them off. Boring preacher, brush, just brush me off. You better get out while you got time. Oh, I wish I, I, I wish I could just tell. I don't know what I need to do. Ooh, if I just put it real big on the screen, get out, get out while you got time. Do I need to get on my knees and make an appeal to you right now? What do I need? Do I need to get some cheerleaders up here to tell you, get out, give me a G, G, get. G-E-T, get out, hurry up, get out the door, walk out of sin, leave that filthy lifestyle behind, run while you, what do I got to do to get you, wake up, do you need to slap me, do I, what we need to do, get out while you got time, I'm begging you to get out while you got the time, come on somebody, this is serious today, serious business, somebody is in complacent in your sin, brushing off the preacher, brushing off the Sunday school class, brushing off all the teachers and the evangelists and the people that God has put in your life that are trying to give you some warning before destruction. How many times will you hear the mercy and grace of God? Now check this out. And then, and when the morning arose, then the angels hastened. Amen. All right, now give me two angels up here. Jalen, you look pretty angelic. You all happy you got engaged yesterday. Get your happy self up here. We give the Lord praise for you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Stand right there. You look like, like an angel. Clarence, you be the other angel. Come on up here, Clarence. You got that agape purple on. Just be some angel. I mean, and they just hold Lot back. Pull, pull this little, his little self just in the, in, back into the house. You know, the scripture that comes to my mind right now, save yourself from this untoward generation. Come on, you better save yourself. All right. Now, check this out. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here. Your son-in-laws ain't going to listen, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Verse 16, everybody put this up on the screen. I want everybody to read. Come on. Anybody had an ear? Let him hear today. And while he what? What are you waiting for? Why are you lingering? I mean, that, to me, that's... And while he lingered, how many times, what is going to take before you finally wake up? The men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hands of his two daughters and Lord being merciful unto them. Thank God for mercy. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. Amen. Trying to tell somebody you better get out while you got time. Get out before your mind is reprobate. Get out while you still got enough sense to get out. Get out while before the blinders are just on your eye. Get out before your heart is just too hard, amen, where you won't hear the word of the Lord. Get out, amen, before you just can't hear the voice of the Lord anymore. Get out, amen, if you feel pain. It's a blessing to feel some conviction. Get out while you still feel conviction. Get out while you still feel the Lord working on you and tugging on your heart. If he's knocking on your door, get out while you got time. Get out before you can't hear his voice no more. Get out before you get so deep in sin, my God, that your mind is so far gone. Somebody just say, get out. Yeah. 
while you got a chance to get out. My God, we see the mercy and grace of God. Who got a, uh, uh, anybody got a, a, a four uh, family, a, a house of four? Anybody got a house of four? Amen. All right. Well, here we go. Just uh, Brother Jeremy, Sister Joyce, amen. Jalen, Jake, y'all mind if I use you just for a minute? I want y'all to just, I want you to see this. I mean, I, I thought about how God is doing everything that he can possibly do. Come up here just for a second to get you out. Everything he can possibly do to get you out while you got time. So here we got Lot. He's all just. <laughs> we got Lot's wife. Sorry, Sister Joyce. We love you. <laughs> hey, man, we got, we got family of four here. Hey, man, and you got, you got them just lingering around. Hey, man, caught up in the cares of this life. Just act like you're doing your thing, washing dishes, carrying on, doing their thing. And then, but we got these two angels, mercy and the grace of God. Amen. And these two angels are doing everything that they can possibly do to get them out. Amen. Now, come up here, angels. Now, the thing about this, I want you to see what the angels have. It's four people, and the angels got two hands each. Put that scripture back up on verse number 16 for me. Verse number 16. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand. Hurry up and grab him. Grab Jeremy. He over there doing something at the fire department, carrying on, trying to make money for his family. Grab hold of him. Say, uh-uh, get off him. He said, get, take one hand. Get one hand. Grab him. Grab him. You're right you got to use everything you got, angels. These angels are doing get, You get off of him. One angel. All right. Now. <laughs> Laid hold upon his hand. So grab me by the hand, Clarence. Hand. All right? And upon the hand of his two daughters. Now, Brother Jake, I'm sorry about that. I ain't trying to no blow to your manhood, but we're going to grab you by the hand. So the angels got two hands using everything. They taking everybody they possibly can up out of this city only because they so lingering and so caught up in this world, they can't hear. Now, you hurry up and get them out of here. Hurry up, Clarence. Make haste and get them out of here. Now, these two over here doing something else, and you grab her by the hand. You only got two hands. Everything you grab her, grab her, grab her, get out while you got a chance. What I'm trying to show you, even the angels grabbing anybody. I only got two hands, but I'm going to try to grab everybody I possibly can and hurry up and get you up out of here while you got a chance. And being merciful unto him, they brought him forth and set him without the city. I wonder if somebody in here has ever had God just grab, snatch you up by the hand and you're thankful for God's mercy and grace. Here you were just lingering around, wasting time, deep in sin, and all of a sudden God just snatched you up. Thank God for a mama or a daddy. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost that snatched you up one day. Amen. It got you on your feet and told you, get out while you got a chance. Somebody put your hands together. If God brought you out, let me hear you. If God brought you out, let me hear you. Give me praise. If he brought you out and you're glad to be out and you're glad you got out, come on and give him some praise on today. My God. I'm trying to help somebody today. My God. All right. Just stay with me a little while longer. Sit on down for a minute. Luke 17 and verse number 28. Lord, Let's go back. We're going to end where we started. Notice what Jesus says. Likewise, also, it was in the days of Lot. They ate. How many ate today? They drank. They bought. They sold. They planted. They built it. We built it. But the same day that Lot went out of the city, it rained fire and brimstone. Lot and Joyce, Jeremy, Jacob, Jalen, they got up out of here. But then all of a sudden it started raining fire. I don't know about you, but I want to be amongst those that get up out. Amen. Even thus shall it be. In the day when the Son of Man be revealed, in that day he shall, or which shall be upon the housetop, and his stuff in the house, 
let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Verse number 32, what does it say? Remember Lot's wife. If you're going to remember something today, remember Lot's wife. Because Joyce, where are you at? There she is. Joyce, she got all the way. Come on, sister Joyce, help me preach these things. You're a preacher anyhow. Just be real. Make it, make it real. Now, first of all, I thought, you know, when I was reading this while she's coming, I thought to myself, you know, it ain't a whole lot of written about Lot's wife. I, we don't even know the woman's name. I don't even know. I know a whole lot about Joyce. I've been, I've been knowing Joyce for years. I mean, she like family. You know, I've been knowing her. I know a whole lot about Joyce. But Lot's wife, we don't see a lot about her. And I thought to myself, well, you know, Sister Lot, if, it, if I was to eulogize, if this was like a eulogy for, for Lot's wife, how would I eulogize her? You know, one of the things you do for, as a preacher, you have to do some funerals. And I thought to myself, if I was to eulogize Lot's wife, I wouldn't be able to, there would be no body because she turned into a pillar of salt. So we would just gather out there, and then maybe I would begin to talk about her life, what I knew about her life, trying to console the kids and things. And, you know, what you try to appeal to the audience, amen. What can I do? Because, you know, of course, we don't preach to the dead. We preach to the living. What can I do, amen. So, Lot, you know, if Lot's wife, you're going up out of here, and suddenly, all of a sudden, the one thing that we can remember about her is that for some reason, some reason, she looked back. She looked back. What are you looking back at? When you got all, you know, you see the judgment coming. When, when you see fire about to fall and he told you specifically, don't look back. And you got your kids, amen, and your husband going. What is so appealing to you in this world that you can't just leave this world behind, amen? You know, now I could talk a whole lot about how she looked back, but time out. What I really don't want to say, keep on going, Sister Joyce. What I really want to say is, is, is not just the fact, listen to me. If you, young people, listen to me. Please hear me, hear me, hear me. What I really want to say is not that she just looked back, but that she almost made it. That's how far out she was when she just turned you almost out the door, Joyce. Why, when you at almost all the way there, why would you turn back now? I'm trying to make an appeal to the saints of God. You've been saved for years, sanctified, running for your life for years. You've been over here on this side, amen, resisting temptation, walking away from sin, teaching Sunday school, singing in the choir, amen, elders and preachers, and doing all these things for the Lord. Why would you do all that and have so much tenure in God? Then get right up to the moment of the coming of the Lord. Or get right in these last and these evil days. And now, all of a sudden, you want to walk back and look back. Somebody get out while you got a chance. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Come on and stand with me on today. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, why would you do all this? And then look back now. Almost made it. So close. So close. So close. Ooh, Sister Brown, it made me think, you know, see some of the seniors around here, you know, and different ones. You know, I, I think, I, I hope that I, I can live a life. I look at you all, you know, and different ones. That I see Sister Brown, you know, serving the Lord. Sister Rain, the different ones. Amen. I, I just, oh, I admire your service. Amen. And the things that you're doing. Amen. And all the years of service for, towards the Lord. Amen. That you've done. But I, I, got, a, I got a feeling that Sister Brown ain't going to look back. <laughs> I got a feeling that Sister Rain, she over here to stay. Hey, what, what would I, why would I invest all this and turn back right now? Every head bowed right now. Every head bowed. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Mm. 
Every head bowed. Jesus. Somebody just help me call Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Oh. Somebody needs to get out while you got time. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. I'm going to ask the ministers to come right now. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Get out, get out while you got time. Oh, forgive me on today. This humble preacher coming up here just trying to help you. Get out, get out, get out, get out. Come on, ministers. Come on, ministers. Come on, ministers. Every head bow. Come on. Somebody, you can even right now in your seat, prime your heart with repentance. Lord Jesus, what am I looking back for? What am I trying to go back? You brought me out. Why would I ever want to go back? Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My God, just like we did last week, amen, each one of you ministers, you got two hands. You got two hands. If somebody in here, you just raise your hand out there, amen, anybody in the congregation, amen, if you want somebody, amen, to meet you there to help you come out of sin and come out of this world and to pray with you on today, I just want you right now just to lift up your head. Listen to me, amen. You don't even have to move right now. Just where you are, amen, just raise your hand, raise your hand. Raise your hand and altar workers, you look for them. Come on, just like those angels, go get them out. Go get them out. Help them, help them, help them. Somebody out there right now. Come on, you're here today. Come on, I see your hand. Come on and go pray for them. Pray with them. Anybody, lift up a hand. I don't know, saint as well. Amen. I don't care if you you feel with the Holy Ghost, amen, or if you're just brand new to church, amen. I want everybody to make it. It's not his will that any should perish. If you need somebody to pray with you, come on, raise your hand, raise your hand. Come on, why would you just sit there and be complacent? Get out while you got a chance to get out. Come on, get out, get out, get out. You know your attitude is wrong. You know you've been in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing, slipping and sliding, ducking and hiding. Come on, get out while you got a chance. Get out. Don't try to blend in with everybody else. Come on, get out, get out, get out. Anybody need some prayer on today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe somebody in here, you don't need nobody to get you. You heard the word of the Lord. I dare you to run to this altar while you got a chance. Run to this. Run for your life. Come on, run, to your, run for your life. Come on up here. Amen. And get some prayer on today. Anybody want to be baptized in Jesus' name and have your sins washed away? This is an appeal for you on today. Come on, get out while you got a chance to get out. Come out of sin. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Is there a backslider in the house? I'll make an appeal to you. You've looked back, amen, and you've gone back into the world. Come on and receive the mercy and the grace of God. Come on in the name of Jesus. I'm not shutting this altar down quite yet. Give me just a few minutes in the name of the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. You have rescued my life, and I'm never turning back. Come on, come on, praise team, help me out. You have rescued, you have rescued my life. You have rescued my life. Come on, repent. Anybody want to go down in Jesus' name? You have, you have rescued my life. You, you have rescued my life. And I'm never going back. You have rescued my life. You have 
rescued my life. Come on, somebody. You have rescued my life. And I'm never. We got one going down in Jesus' name. Is that a person for baptism this morning? Amen. Good. You have rescued my life. You have. And I'm never going back. And I'm never turning back. Somebody, come on, get back to the Lord. Say, you have rescued my life. You have, you have rescued my life. You have, you have rescued my life. You have, you have rescued my life. 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 How many has you rescued out there? Come on, get your hands out and just worship the Lord. Let's take about five minutes. If you can give me about five more minutes.